Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, April 5th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. U.S. Treasury halts Russian bond payments, analyzing recent rally, and NEO takes battery swapping to Europe. Leading today's news, ratcheting up further pressure on Moscow, the U.S. Treasury has stopped the Russian government from making debt payments via the dollar reserves it holds in American bank accounts. As a result, the Kremlin will be forced to use up dollar reserves held in its own country, spend new revenues, or go into default. Russia is already not able to access international borrowing markets due to Western sanctions, while a default would further prohibit it from accessing those markets until creditors are fully repaid and lawsuits settled. The United Nations Security Council will meet Tuesday to discuss Russia's alleged war crimes in Bukha. President Zelensky will address the council as he builds support for an investigation into the atrocities. He declared in a video, this is only one town, one of many Ukrainian communities which the Russian forces managed to capture. U.S. stock markets have notched an impressive rally since mid-March, with the three major indices sailing out of correction territory in under two weeks. The Nasdaq pushed higher on Monday, climbing 2% on sentiment surrounding Elon Musk's big stake in Twitter. Bulls argue that companies will continue to deliver bumper profits despite the Fed's rate-hiking cycle, while so-called meme stocks are recording big increases in options activity. That has caused some analysts to rethink their takes on the market. Bank of America analysts said, Over the last two weeks, the S&P has produced one of its sharpest rallies in history, larger than the biggest 10-day rallies in seven of the S&P's 11 bear markets since 1927. It has done so despite clearly weaker fundamentals, more hikes, higher inflation and curve inversion, and the Fed leaning against equity market strength to hike faster. The worsening macro backdrop and market-unfriendly Fed makes sustained U.S. equity gains unlikely. In practice, this means lower risk assets. J.P. Morgan analysts wrote in a research note, Geopolitics remains a wild card, but we do not see equity's fundamental risk-reward to be as bearish as it is currently fashionable to portray. Industry-changing technologies can take years or even decades to standardize, and many battles can be waged until a clear victor emerges. One such battle is currently taking place in the electric vehicle industry as companies debate the best way to power the cars of the future. One of China's leading EV makers, NIO, is looking to expand the uptake of battery swapping. It has so far completed over 4 million swaps, as it looks to gain ground on other automakers, like Tesla, that have turned to recharging stations instead. NIO's managing director in Europe said, We are open to selling the platform. As the company looks to win over more drivers on the continent, currently one of the most competitive markets for electric vehicles. It follows the recent opening of NIO's first European battery swap station in Norway, which was placed alongside superchargers used by Tesla, in part to display how much faster of a system it is. A battery swap by NEO only takes about five minutes via a dedicated robot-operated bay compared to the fastest chargers on the market, which give some power quickly but take up to an hour to fully recharge an empty battery. The other pros of battery swapping include eliminating the costs of the battery, which can account for more than a third of a new vehicle's price tag. Drivers are also not worried about depreciating capacity or the value of their cars, since the battery is not deeply integrated into the vehicle. Others caution that the technology works better 
in areas with high urban density and a scarcity of driveways, while the cost of building a swap station could be much higher than the infrastructure of a fast-charging network. A lawyer for creditors of Ruby Pipeline on Monday questioned the company's approach to its Chapter 11 bankruptcy process, particularly criticizing hundreds of millions of dollars in cash transfers made to the company's owners in recent years. According to Reuters, the creditor's attorney said during the hearing that his team is concerned that Ruby Pipeline's owners, Kinder Morgan and Pembina Pipeline, will try to maintain control over the company and said his team would support a plan in which unsecured creditors take over the company in exchange for releasing the debt they hold. The creditor's attorney also said the pipeline's equity value may be worth less than the amount the note holders are owed, meaning Kinder Morgan and Pembina should not be allowed to maintain control of the company. Ruby Pipeline's lawyer said the company does not yet know the value of its assets or whether it will seek a sale, a standalone reorganization, or some combination. The company, which owns a natural gas pipeline that runs from Wyoming to Oregon, filed for Chapter 11 protection last week after it was unable to repay a $475 million bond due on April 1st. While takes on Disney's Parks Investor event are still streaming in, Loop Capital has praised for higher operating income potential at Disney, but has trimmed its price target on a lower streaming valuation. Loop maintained a buy rating on the stock, but cut its price target to 165 from 190, now implying 19% upside. Disney's parks business is not just a reopening play, Loop's Alan Gould says, but also a repricing play. Tech improvements and significant pricing changes can bring parks' domestic operating income potentially as high as $6.5 billion over the next few years, up from a prior 2019 peak of $4.4 billion. Parks' margins this year should reach 26.6%, Gould says, the highest since 1990 and a very successful launch back then of the Hollywood Studios gate. On the streaming front, though, Gould notes that June 12th will bring bidding for Indian Premier League cricket rights for 2023 through 2027, and the league has doubled its minimum reserve in an auction that will separate streaming rights and TV rights. Disney has been paying about $500 million per year, about three and a half times what Sony and other rights holders were paying before, and the new reserve is about $900 million per year. That could go substantially higher with competition like Sony, Amazon, Reliance, Viacom 18, Facebook, and Google. Disney Plus has been making strides in time spent on streaming, with its film Encanto reeling off several weeks streaming at least 1 billion minutes per week. Stock index futures are pointing to a slightly lower open on Tuesday, although the bears have not had much luck gaining traction recently. eToro's Ben Laidler wrote in a note, Equities and crypto have seen a sharp rebound out of correction territory in recent weeks and have been impressively resilient in the face of surging inflation, a hawkish Fed pivot, war in Europe, and renewed China weakness. With markets now pricing a dramatic 2.5% of Fed hikes this year, valuations lower, and both economic and earnings growth still resilient, we see markets primed to perform better with the less bad outlook we see in the second quarter. With long-term treasury bonds outperforming stocks annually nearly 40% of the time, Eric Basmajian has spent more than a decade perfecting his own macroeconomic forecasts. Those forecasts are the key to building a balanced portfolio that can thrive over an entire market cycle without leading to bear market panic selling. Eric now offers two all-weather portfolios adjusted for different risk profiles. You can start a free two-week trial today by signing up for his EPB Macro Research Marketplace service on Seeking Alpha. Today, the Hong Kong and China markets are closed. Japan's market is up 0.2%. India's market is down 0.7%. In Europe at midday, London is up 0.3%. 
Paris and Frankfurt are down. In the U.S., futures are down, with the S&P and Dow down 0.2%, NASDAQ down 0.1%. Crude is up again 0.4%, gold is flat, and Bitcoin is up just about 1.5%. The 10-year Treasury yield is up 4 basis points to 2.45%. Look for the Goods and Services Trade Report at 8.30 a.m. Eastern and the ISM Service Index Report at 10 a.m. Eastern with a slew of Fed speeches starting at 10 a.m. as well. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.